Okay, two. Hopefully, I'm coming through loud and clear this time. I had a huge amount of data to discuss with everyone. <laughs> I just basically did a whole half hour there um, and literally found out that there. I forgot to switch my mic on. <laughs> so, hopefully, I'm coming through loud and clear. And if I am coming through loud and clear, please feel free to stick a five or a one or a two. Just stick a number in the comments or tell me I'm coming through loud and clear. Um, so, I know I am. Um, and then I'll start discussing uh, the housing statistics for Scotland overall. Um, so if you've got a chance out there, please tell me I'm coming through loud and clear. I'm going to check for myself and uh, just make sure I'm streaming live um, and it's coming through uh, overall. Um, just bear with me. Here we are. Yes, I'm coming through loud and loud and clear. Perfect. OK, let's get started. Scottish housing statistics. Fact. That's all I can say about this. Never mind your rubbish. It's in the headlines. It's all the um, supposition and opinions and all the rest of it. This is fact about Scottish house prices, about about uh, Fife house prices especially as well. And I'm going to talk about the economic statement now. Why why is this so important? This uh, hit these statistics when they first come out. Well, it was released yesterday, and what it tells us that average house price in Scotland has not gone down year on year. It has actually gone up by 1.1 percent at 194,000. By the way, the average house price in most regional areas in Scotland has gone up as well. But that's not what we're getting told in the news, is it? Even the transactional numbers, which is the health of the housing market, have gone up as well year on year. So let me talk about the economic statement here and what I mean by this. And, I'll, and, and if you've got any questions, please feel free to ask them in the comments. I will see them when they come on. If you've got any questions about what we're talking about here, because it's so important that people get the facts about the Scottish housing market, because there's a lot of information out there, which is literally just fake news. OK, so economic statement overall, let's uh, look at what the land registry, in other words, the Scottish house prices are from the economic uh, land register themselves, the government. This is government statistics. This is this is all facts, remember. So the average house prices in Scotland actually increased by 1.1%. That's a provisional estimate in the 12 months to August 2023. And uh, this was up 0.1% uh, revised estimate in the 12 months to July 2023. So it's actually gone up from July by 0.1% and was faster faster than the average UK house price annual inflation of 0.2% in the months, in the 12 months to August 2023. On a non-seasonally adjusted basis, this is, you know, non-seasonally adjusted basis, this is what I do on a weekly basis, uh, for example. So what I'm doing is on a weekly basis, when I show how many properties are actually coming up in the market, I show how many properties are actually sold in that same week. And um, I strip out the new builds because the new builds don't appear in the sold figures. And I've no, I've no information, no way of actually getting that information. So what I call is I like what they're doing is they seasonally adjust and, and, and take that out because it's not really comparing apples with apples then. Um, here's an old primary school thing for you that you learn. Apples and apples and oranges and oranges. Um, so it's a non-seasonally adjusted basis. The average house price in Scotland increased by 1.2% between July 2023 and August 2023. So they're going up. Compared with an average increase of 0.2% in the same period 12 months ago, they're going up in the month from July to August faster than they were going up last year from July to August. 
So the average house price in Scotland overall on, on a seasonal adjusted basis increased by 0.9% between August 2023 and August 20, uh, or July 2023. Uh, so they were comparing the UK, the, the, the government statistical body, um, Housing Register, comparing the provisional UK house price index volume. This is important. This is the health of the, the property market overall. Um, volume is important. So why is volume and not house price important? Well, house price is important because obviously you, if you've got a mortgage with a bank, house price needs to be maintained in order to keep that loan to value right, to keep that liquidity right with the bank. That's why the house price is important for a bank. But it's not important for us because we're trading like for like. So, for example, if my house price goes down by 10% or goes up by 10%, then the next house I'm buying is actually going down by 10% or up by 10% as well. It's like for like. So it makes no difference, really. It's only a small incremental difference if you're going up or down based on whether you win or lose in that situation. But you're no losing, you're losing marginal, you're not that much at all. So the house price isn't really that important to a degree. The most important statistic we look at for the health of the housing market is the transactional numbers. In other words, if there was 9,000 properties sold last year, we're hoping that 9,000 have sold this year because it keeps everything on track. So what do I mean by that? Well, for example, if, if 9,000 houses were sold in that month and everybody spent £15,000 on average on refurbishing their house, therefore, local businesses would benefit by an injection of, of money uh, by £135 million for an injection of money in their sales. And, and it's things like carpet fitters, um, joiners, plumbers, uh, electricians, all these refurbishments and decorators and everything like that, everything that's got something to do with a house in, in that process, furniture as well, furniture uh, places, um, they'll all benefit from that money as well. But if the transactional numbers go down, for example, uh, maybe instead of 9,000 they were selling the year before and they're only selling 7,000 this year, that means effectively there's 2,000 there's effectively about three million pounds worth of sales dropping out year on year to local businesses and contractors. Now, if you've got less sales in your business as a local business contractor, therefore, guess what? You'll probably need less staff for that. That's when people get laid off. That's when things start to take a turn for that reason. But if you look at the unemployment statistics right now, they're still at a historically record low. They're still at something like 4% around about. Now, in economic terms, if you look at the economists, how they look at full employment in an economy, they generally gauge it between 4 and 6%. And we're right down at the very bottom in unemployment levels at 4 or there, or maybe a bit less than that, actually. I think 3.7 was the last, last count. So that means we're still at a historically low level of unemployment. We've got a high level of employment. Therefore, there's more money being injected in the economy. There's more people buying stuff and there's more tax getting raised for local services, for example, for public service itself. Um, that's the key here to stimulate a good local economy and keep everything on track. So as estate agents, ideally, we're not looking for record house prices. We're looking for the same transactional numbers every year because that keeps everybody's business stable and so should the actual governments themselves. They don't want to, well, I don't know, if they, well, judging by this government just now, they're probably, they're not really bothered. But that's another, that's a, another, that's another show completely. Um, 
we want to make sure there's a maintained stable market in order to make sure the economy runs and grows on a on a on a a, a, a leveled out basis in other words just marginally above maybe about this is why inflation's about they want about two percent because you do want things to grow but you don't want them, them to grow that much but you don't want them to go down to shrink that much either because it causes instability overall that's why it's key to have a healthy housing market but it comes down to transactional numbers and not property prices really property prices only shows who can afford to buy that's all it doesn't show who's buying okay so this is what the land registry said about this comparing the uk provisional house price volume index in june 2022 to june 2023 and um, the volume of transactions in scotland drum roll increased by 8.7%. Wow. More houses being sold this year, at this, this month in August 2023, opposed to last year in August 2022. That is actually a good sign. That is a good, healthy market. In England, though, and the UK overall, it decreased by 3.2%. So England's got a problem where their markets, uh, the number of properties actually getting sold year on year are actually declining. Therefore, the transactional and the health of their housing market is a wee bit different in comparison to Scotland. But Scotland, as I said, is based on these figures, is very, very resilient still overall. In Scotland, uh, detached houses, for example, showed the highest house price uh, change in percentage terms and property uh, times, increasing by 2.6% in the 12 months of August 2023 to 349,000 uh, for, a, for a detached house in Scotland on average. Uh, terraced houses, this has changed because it was flats and apartments before and, and maisonettes. It was the lowest here. Terraced houses are now showing the lowest annual percentage change, which remained little changed at 0% in the 12 months to August 2023, to an average price for a terraced house in Scotland of 164000 Still extremely affordable. We'll talk about that in a wee while later. The highest annual percentage change in prices was East Lothian, where the average house price actually went up 15.4% year on year. Where is this media getting these figures of house prices are dropping by 5 and 10%? Because this information, which is fact, do not bear that story. Do not hold water for that story at all. They actually paint a completely opposite picture of where the housing market is in Scotland. And I'll talk about Fife as well and its resilience. So there's a completely different picture getting painted by the media and by us. Even transactional numbers going through now and prices getting agreed now because this is what people argue and this is what the nationwide in Halifax is saying as well but their data is a lot less a lot less than what the data is overall for here their data is a lot less because it's only based on their customers they're saying it's dropping as far as they're concerned but as an estate agent all prices are still holding up very well and we're still getting on average more than the home report value so where's the drop there's no evidence to suggest that in, in terms of what the national government's telling us and also what we are seeing on the ground real time as estate agents right now. So let me just go on to a wee bit more about this. Highest this month for August 2023 is East Lothian at 15.4% year on year price increase. The lowest is East Ayrshire. In the 12 months to August 2023, it's 3%. That's it. 
just three percent now the likelihood of you moving in, in a year and taking a hit for three percent is very very remote if you're only going to be in a property for a year or two years you'd probably traditionally be better renting the property because the entry costs of buying a property with things like the arrangement fees for mortgages, getting tied into a mortgage, um, actually stamped you in the house if it's a lot dearer. Um, all these different things are prohibitive over a two-year period because it could cost between five and £10,000 to do that. And then you're stuck with a house that possibly in two years' time you can't sell. So that's why people, if they're, they're staying just a short period of time, tend to just rent because it's more affordable because the entry cost of renting is a deposit. The extra cost of renting if you have everything's fine, you get your deposit back. There is no entry and exit cost really at all. Renting is the highest cost you ever pay for a property because you don't you're not responsible for any improvements or anything like that to the property or repairs. Owning is the lowest cost you'll ever pay in, in a mortgage because you're responsible for repairs and improvements all the way through this and anything else to do with the property. That's the key here. That's why there's a difference between people that choose to rent and people that actually choose to buy. And that's the that's the demographic makeup in, in simplistic terms. So let's talk about this. Let's just quickly look at the headlines again. And I'll, and I'll go on. And bear with me. We're here for 20 minutes because it's key you know this information, especially if you're buying, selling or thinking about investing. So there's the headline statistic. 194,000 average price in Scotland, 1.1% improvement increase year on year. Monthly price change, 1.2% month to month from July to August. And the index figure is just a base figure for calculations. So that's there as well. So let's go on to talk about the five-year comparative average uh, house price change over the past five years. Look at it there right now. As you can see here right now, in August in 2019, we're sitting around about 1%. Now, it went down to August 2020, down to about 0%. That's fine. That's okay. That's tolerable. There's no decrease there. And then along came what I'd said for ages, I'd said there, the all indicators suggest at this point in time we are due for a realignment in prices. Probably said that about 2019 because salaries have gone up so much, but property prices have actually kept the same for a number of years and have actually hadn't increased at all since the credit crunch. And then all of a sudden there was going to be a realignment. The boom or, or what happened is the pandemic um, highlighted this. And then that's how the boom in prices happened. And this all came about was the natural realignment of house prices. Incidentally, in the scope of things, when you see this graph and you see it in, in a long term uh, graph, you'll probably see it going as, a, as an upside down hockey stick in terms of the graph, in terms of property prices, because this is just short term. But a long term, it'll, from year from 1984, because that's when they started, up to about 2023, you'll see that going like that in a hockey stick. If you can see my marker going up, and that sort of a curve going up, you wouldn't see this volatile swings up and down because this is this is detail we're looking at. So you can see the boom uh, exacerbated that. Let's trust brought it down. Everybody, that was sorted out. Boom, house prices went up again. And naturally, they started to realign back down to where they should be with all the price increases built into it. This is natural movement in a house price market. It's just over a short period of time it's happened. And ideally, what you would have wanted is this to do over a longer period of time and actually be more smooth 
um, rather than actually the big swings up and down overall. But it is what it is, and that we are where we are. So that's where we are for the average price range in Scotland, where we've seen overall. Uh, let's look at that in numerical terms. Um, so we're going to pop into numerics uh, here. And we're just going to look at uh, 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 regional areas. You can see yourself and your own regional area. You can see there Aberdeenshire, property prices have actually come down a wee bit year on year. Angus gone up. Um, City of Aberdeen gone down. Uh, City of Edinburgh uh, gone up. Glasgow gone up. Club Manager gone up. Um, East Lothian gone up 15%. Falkirk. Look at Fife. Fife has gone up 5.4% year on year to 182,000. And yet we keep getting told that Fife is actually going down. That's not these. That's not the factual information right here. This is the government statistics. This is all the key information collected by all the submissions for the solicitors do as a as a as a legal requirement to feed that information into the land registry, so the land registry can come up with these statistics based on facts actually happened for a change, rather than actually just made up, probably like the media do. So as we go through, you can see your own areas. Uh, Highlands uh, stayed stabilised. Inverclyde up a slightly. Moray up 3.9% year on year. Um, and we have overall um, Shetland Islands down 7.6%. But that's, there's really small numbers. So uh, these are always skewed in terms of Shetland Islands. West Lothian up 2.4% overall. So um, as I said, um, the house prices are actually bearing up very, very well. Let's look at it on a chart of... Um, you know, classic example of your colour chart here. It shows you straight away um, the, the volume areas. And um, so the, the deep red there are the higher price points in terms of East Lothian, in terms of Perthshire. Um, you get into the highlands and islands, it's obviously a bit deeper. Um, and, and stabilised, levelled out averages in Fife and Dundee overall. You can see right there if we zoom in. Um, but the areas as an investor, as the blue areas. You should be looking at these of your investor and looking at these overall, uh, I would say. Uh, so very, very affordable still in the Fife area um, to buy a property. Uh, let's look at in the detached, semi-detached uh, areas. Uh, give me two seconds. And um, so let's look at that in terms of detached, semi-detached and look at the numbers. Um, well, this overall shows us the property types, a detached average in, in Scotland, 349,000, semi-detached, 207,000, terrace, 164,000, flat and maisonette, 133,000. Look how this has happened. Flat and maisonette is no longer the bottom of that chart. They've actually increased by 0.5% year on year, whereas terrace have been zero. I expect to see flats and maisonettes climb up that chart percentage-wise and be the maybe maybe the second place possibly as to the highest increases as people begin to realise that a how a flat or a maisonette you know it's more affordable and it's better value for money because you've got less a mortgage because it's a different price point, it's a lesser price point. Your council tax is probably a lot less as well. Your energy costs to run it are probably a lot less as well. Your repair bills and improvements um, and, and, and maintenance are less as well. Plus the garden is probably a bit smaller as well. That's what most people I think in the near future are actually gravitating towards as prices to run a property actually increase as well. This is why bigger properties are actually possibly struggling in this market right now with these price points, because there are higher price to afford, therefore higher running costs as well at the same time. Um, and that's where it is. So let's look at this, and this is the health of the housing market. 
who are coming in next. This is transactional numbers. And as I said before, I don't know where the message is coming from, from the media and where they're getting their data, but this is fact. And fact suggests right here that the health of the housing market is very, very good right now in Scotland, and especially for people in Fife. Uh, Aberdeenshire, um, good numbers, 401 versus 380 uh, year on year in terms of the numbers sold in that month. Um, so that's really good as well. Remember, talk about the start, uh, more houses being sold in the city of Aberdeen than the, this time last year. Same with the city of Edinburgh, same with the city of Glasgow. Uh, similar situation when it comes to East Lothian, um, similar situation when it comes to Falkirk. Look at Fife. Fife, 551 last year, uh, this year 660. That is an increase of around about 18%, an 18% increase in transactional numbers, which is extremely healthy for a housing market on a local basis. That's what you want. You want a good stabilised number on the terms of the number sold every month, because that is the health of the housing market, not the property price itself. Property price itself, again, as I said before, only is relevant when it comes to um, uh, financing, um, the liquidity of the banks. If the property price goes down by 2%, the banks don't need to worry. Your loan to value is probably still the same because you've been in your house for a number of years. So the number of years it's grown, it's probably gone up 20%. It's gone down 2%. So overall, you've got a net gain at 18%. Banks don't need to worry about the liquidity. Therefore, they're still able to uh, give finance quite easily to first-time buyers and people looking to mortgage again. That's the reason. What happened and how house prices drop is the availability of credit disappears. And that's not going to happen anytime soon because banks are still extremely liquid as, it, as we stand because of historic built-in house price and equity increases. There's a huge amount of equity built up in properties over all these years. So the banks are very, very stable as a result of that. So finance and availability will still continue. You can see that as well when it comes to things like, um, for example, interest rates on mortgages. The mortgage rates that you get right now are actually less than what they are for base rates. That's that's never happened before, really, on, 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 a, on a bigger scale. And, it, and, it, and it's happening right now. And why is that? because the swap rates between the banks are still very, very good because their risk element is actually very, very low. So swap rates are low between, they lend between each other. Therefore, they can afford to lend out to mortgage holders at a lower rate as well. Saving, savings rates will be lower as a result, but that's a good thing overall, remember. And um, the other things, the key statistics to remember as well, inflation is coming down again. It's at 6.7% announced yesterday. Wages, which is one to watch, is actually going up salary year on year on average 7.8%. That's one definitely to watch because salary is now outperforming inflation. It's going higher. So what message are we getting peddled, you know, in the media about this? About there's a there's a real crisis happening, or is there? You've got to you've got to look at these facts and think to yourself: unemployment historically low, people are in their jobs, their salaries are higher year on year than they were before, and they're higher than inflation. So is this hyperinflation disappeared? Is it going? Is this now at leveling off? I've got a funny feeling it's like house prices. That's it going to level off now, and especially what house prices have done as well. And we will grow stably over the years. That's what you want. You don't want huge swings in that. You don't want huge dips in there. You want a good stability and good growth year on year. 
but not huge swings and not huge amounts because that just upsets everything and the whole equilibrium in the economy and it knocks onto the housing market as well. Okay, um, so let's finally just go down that for the people that maybe missed that for their area. Uh, you've got Moray um, gone up year-on-year -year transactional numbers. You've also got Perth and Kinross gone up. Uh, you've got uh, Shetland double. Um, you've got Stirling gone up as well. You've got West Lothian, uh, about the same as what it was the year before. But there you can see 8,680 properties actually sold this time last year in Scotland. Compared to this time, uh, this year, 9,217. So more properties getting sold, therefore more money getting injected in the economy, therefore more contractors getting used. But you want these numbers to be almost the same year and year because then it keeps everybody stable. Everybody knows where they are in terms of what they need to, in terms of resources, in terms of people employed, um, and that's that's a good thing, believe me. Let's just finally jump on to the sales volumes, which again it says it, it paints a picture. Uh, in 2019, at this in June 2019, 9,224 pandemic came across 4,000 uh, pandemic boom 11,000 uh, leveling off 8,600, and then. This year, 9,200, which brings us back to the same transactional level as 2019, which was a really good market in terms of house sales. So again, it paints a really good picture and positive picture for houses. Uh, new build versus existing resold properties. New build is just new build. You're moving in for the first time. Uh, 314,000 to buy a property. Basically, it's that cost due to building standards and building control now. Um, forcing a higher standard quality house builds. Um, resold at 182,000. So if you're wanting to buy a property, maybe a five bedroom, uh, you're, you're clearly better to go for a resold property, which is one that somebody's previously owned, a five bedroom, rather than actually buying a new build property, which will actually cost you significantly more. Hence the reason why the council, this is why the council is buying properties from the private sector in other words, competing against first-time buyers and buying existing stock back right now because it's cheaper for them to buy the stock back at the sold off in the council house sales, buy it back rather than actually build it from scratch because you can see their new build costs a lot more to build. There is a political dilemma there, though, that the councils are now competing against first-time buyers. That's exactly what they said about the private landlords. <laughs> they castigated the private landlords for the same thing, and yet they're doing the same thing. Councils right now are buying properties from the private market, from private sales, competing against you and I when we are buying houses. So they're competing against us. They're taking houses from first-time buyers. Think about that for a minute. Is it politically correct? I've always said to the council, you can't afford not to build. Because people have a whole different health aspirations, uh, educational levels. Um, all these different things uh, and when people have a warm safe secure house that makes a fundamental difference to people's mindsets and how their family grows as well as a result on educational level on health level and that is the most important thing that's why the government in this country and Scotland itself can't afford not to build they need to build more affordable and more council housing it's essential and if you believe that as well you should get on to your existing MSP, your existing MP, or your existing councillor and make your voice known, your personal message known. Email them. It's easy to get access to them. Uh, and it's important that we all sing off the same sheet and say, this is what we want. 
This is what we need for Scotland overall. We have a net, net migration every single year of 20,000 coming in. So there's 20,000 people coming in every year. And, and what I mean is by 20,000 people coming in net migration, they're coming in from overseas, but they're the people with the skills, they're the nurses, they're the doctors, they're the, they're the, the legal people, they're the financial people, they're, they're, they're trades people as well. They've got skills that we need to grow our economy and maintain our economy because it's skills that we might not necessarily have at this point in time. Hence the reason why we have a shortage of people being able to, for, able to build all these houses. And that's what's causing the problem. It's the shortage of these skills. This is why it's important if we need to bring them in, but they need places to stay as a result. Therefore, we need more housing. Chicken or egg. This has been brewing for years, by the way. And it's the lack of a strategic housing policy, a strategic housing policy in Scotland since the early 2000s. It's caused this problem of a lack of housing and social housing in our society right now. No doubt about that. You can lay the blame at the person's feet you want to blame. I am not going to point that out of who that person is or what party that is. And that's entirely up for you to say that yourself and, and come to that opinion yourself. I don't want to get political on it, but I think it's essential that we build more social and council housing and more affordable housing for people to get them started. It makes a fundamental difference to mindset, as I said. Okay, let's talk about... Finally, buyer status, where they're all coming from. First-time buyers are paying on average 155000 for a property. Former owner-occupiers are paying 235000 for a property because they're obviously upgrading or downgrading. First-time buyers are getting the land for the first time, but still makes it very, very affordable. If the average first-time buyer is paying 155000 the average house price in Fife is 182000 you're getting a good quality house in Fife for 155000 Where are they funding them? Well, uh, typically, um, a cash buyer will pay on average £177,000 for a house, uh, and a mortgage holder will pay 203000 This is because it's obviously to get the mortgage, you can pay a lot more. Cash buyers tend to be people that are downsizing. They just want to get rid of their mortgage because they're coming to retirement, and they just don't want that, 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 um, that debt um, um, of a mortgage, so they want rid of it. So hence the reason why they typically buy a house at lesser price to, to use it, the equity in their existing house to build up over the years to fund that as a result. Of it. Um, so that's where we are right now in terms of funding states for cash buyers and mortgage holders. Um, and then, and, and that's it guys. Um, so hopefully everybody's got a wee insight into the health of the housing market in Scotland right now. And, you've, uh, and, and it's giving you a wee bit more information because if you're buying, if you're selling, uh, if, if you're buying right now and you're holding off for some sort of crash, you're delusional. It isn't going to happen. You're, you're just putting it worse. You're putting more pressure on yourself because most people use move for their circumstances. In other words, babies coming along. Um, so you've got nine months and you've got to get a house um, to get that extra room. So you're not going to be able to hold off. So the more and more you hold off, the more pressure you put on yourself. But the key here is to buy right now. If you're if you're ready to buy, buy. Don't hold off. It's not going to change. You get certainty of buying right now as well, I would say. And even the house price is, doesn't make any difference at all, really, in essence, and in, in, in the long term. Because all you're doing when you buy a house is securing your place in the housing market, but you, it's able it's to enable you to secure your any fluctuations in prices because you've now got a house that you can upgrade or downgrade from. And a typical example of that, if your house goes up 10%, the house that you're buying is going up 10%. If your house goes down by 10%, the house that you're buying has just gone down by 10%. 
there's no difference. There's marginal gains whether you're going up or down, whether you're actually trading up or trading down, and whether you'll win or lose. But they're so marginal in the, in the scope of long term, they're, they're insignificant completely. So my advice to people out there, hopefully that's given you a really good insight into the health of the housing market right now in Scotland and Fife as well overall, and your area, because we've discussed that in, in, in a bit shorter detail. Um, but if you're ready to buy, get on and buy. If you're ready to sell, get on and sell, because you don't know what it's going to be like in six months' time. And you can't afford to take any risk of maybe interest rates going up further or interest rate or or maybe house prices changing, uh, going up further, because more than likely probably will the way this is going right now uh, in 12 months' time. If you can't afford to take that risk of that, then that's why you buy now and secure your place in the ladder right now. Okay, so hopefully that's giving you an insight. If you've got any questions later on, please feel free to ask them in the comments and I will come back to you. If you want to message me direct as well, you can message on these posts as well and I'll get all these messages as well to my mobile. Okay, bye-bye for now.